podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, it's Lewis, aka FPL Reaction, joined by your co-host Max, aka Maxi Arsenal. The latter names being our Twitter handles. Welcome to our third episode, and it feels like we've been doing this for ages, doesn't it, Max? Are you are you enjoying the uh, the podcast? Yeah, definitely. It's um, good to share my FPL experience, and and it makes watching, as I said before, makes watching football a lot more interesting. Yeah. So welcome back to the FPL Reaction Pod with Dream Team Sonic. Uh, we'll start with a pick three this week. Um, I went for Aguero, who didn't start. Uh, Trent got me 11 points. I was quite happy with that. And Bruno, only two. Um, so just the uh, just the 13 points this week. How did you do, Max? Better? Yeah, I got 15 this week, only because I picked Lacazette, Madison, and obviously uh, didn't play. And Jesus didn't do much for City. So, yeah. Lacazette carried my my the free my pick three points. Right, so you've nipped me on that this week. So the winner has actually um, pretty much doubled our points. So the winner was Ricardo with twenty four points, picked Sterling, uh, Lacazette, and Pereira. Um, so if you guys can just give him a follow, it's at Center Capital C Carvalho, number six on Twitter. That's at. C, capital C, E-N-T-R-E, capital C again, A-R-V-A-L-H-O, and then number six. So, well done, and we'll pick our selections toward the end of the pod uh, for week 32. Um, Let's look at your dodgy differential, Max, and your differential. How did you do this week? Because you've been pretty good so far. Yeah, this week went well. So, I picked Lacazette for the differential, and he scored two. And then I picked Hamas uh, Rodriguez for the dodgy differential, and he he blanked. So yeah, not too bad. So four out of five when I I've, I've got um, for the differentials, and three out of five for the dodgy differentials. So not bad so far. Not bad. So pretty pretty successful. Not as successful. It's, it's mean- very difficult picking dodgy differentials. I have found uh, after doing it now, what five weeks it is. It's difficult picking a player that you think isn't going to score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I was just going to compare it to my own sort of game with pick three and just explain how bad I'm doing at that, really. So in comparison, you're sort of doing really well with that. Um, so I just need to up my game a little bit with the uh, the pick three game. But let's just jump into last week's games. Um, we've got, we obviously locked in our predictions for last week, so... Let's see if we can uh, see if we can improve on an already bad start with with our predictions. Not bad, but could be a lot better. So let's start with Friday's game, which was Fulham versus Wolves. So I went with one one, and Max went two two. Um, it was one 0 so we were both wrong there. Um, going into the game a little bit more, it's an interesting game for assets um, in terms of looking for defensive assets. Um, so I'll move on to that in a little bit. Uh, so it was cagey, as expected at the start. I mean, Nato looked okay. He was taking free kicks. And then he sort of took a knock, limped, limped in around the 25th minute. 
Um, they sort of both played long ball football really well. Um, and then Nato uh, injured off the pitch around the 30th minute, huge loss. Uh, knee, um, ice pack, potentially just a knock, but later finding out that he was out for, I think, the rest of this season, which is huge. Um, so Fulham obviously really tried going for it. They looked dangerous. Um, Pedance um, assisted Jose. The header, but it got called offside. It's quite ridiculous. Another controversial call this week, I think. Um, Sice looked positive in terms of assets. Took a free kick from outside the, the box, so he looks like a potential taker of free kicks without Nato. Just a lack of ja- a lack of quality in general throughout the game. Um, Semedo, another one, um, another good asset, taking um, free kicks. So, I mean. Traore scoring right at the death was pretty much, it It, it didn't go the way I, I originally thought it was going to go. So in terms of assets for me, um, Sice and Tomato look um, like standouts in terms of the fixtures I had because I know uh, people have sort of going mad that Cresswell's recently been injured. So, I mean, in terms of in terms of assets, you've got two right there um, who are taking set pieces and do look dangerous and actually got the clean sheet. Uh, I think Semedo actually took double points from that one. So, so yeah, what did you think of the game, Max? I'm worried. Well, I mean, the main thing, like you said, is Neto. I think, how's that going to impact Wolves for the rest of the season? I mean, they have got a lot of players similar to him. They've got, I mean, Podence, is it Vitinha? They've got a few a few kind of tricky wingers. So you could argue that maybe, but they won't miss out too much. But I think, yeah, I think Neto, um, Neto being gone, I think that's going to have a big impact. And again, it, Wolves, are, it's a very difficult team to predict, not only the fixtures, but how some of the players are going. I mean, ever since Jimenez has, um, has been gone, it's not been the same. So, but... Yeah, I mean, similar to you in terms of the assets that I would look at, Sice again and Semedo, because attacking-wise, they're not scoring too many goals. And especially if is getting a goal, you know it's <laughs> things are getting tough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was um, a big, big dramatic goal at the end. But let's move on to Man City and Leeds, because I think that was one of the, um, the standouts of the game week because of how, I mean, because of everything. Um, so City, it would, you know... We were both wrong. I said 3-0, you said 4-1 City, um, and it was 2 on lead. So City started again with a massive rotation swing. So Diaz, Gundogan, KDB, Mores, Foden um, didn't start the game. Um, I mean, before we get into the game, um, I just wanted to touch upon players like Fran Torres, Sterling and Gabriel Jesus. Um, three players for me who will probably play the remaining Premier League fixtures. Now, I'm not too sure if that's because they're sort of out of favour and need game time or, or, or not. So, I mean, the, the fact that they lost the game actually sort of pins me back. Um, so to flip that argument for Torres, Stern and Jesus, it's, it's because they didn't perform. Will those players play again? So they're three assets that I, I'm keeping an eye on. So Fran Torres, Sterling and... Jesus, yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, so for me, it, start, it started okay for City and they controlled possession, but it looked a bit rusty and disconnected. I think, obviously, the massive rotation didn't help and a lot of um, a lot of team chemistry probably got a bit 
and sort of disjointed there. So, I mean, Stones got forward a lot. Cancelo put a few good balls in and Bamford assisted Dallas, which, I mean, that Dallas goal, we'll move on to this later, but it, it really um, ruined ruined me, to be honest. So, red card for Cooper. And then Bamford, um, a never surprising um, change is that he got substituted at half-time. Um, so, if I was a Bamford owner, which I am, I would be looking at that thinking, is he becoming out of favour? He's definitely off form. We know that. Um, I so think Bamford was just, they had to, didn't they? Because because they went down to um, 10 men. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so that is that could be a massive, you know, a massive reason why it probably is the main reason. But he has been brought off early before, hasn't he? I think he got took off early last game as well. Um, so, yeah, Torres made it 1-1. Again, I said I'm going to keep it on 6.9 million, but there's a lot of um, good midfielders actually performing at the moment, so it'd be tough to get him in at the, as as it stands. Um, and the last point on that was that Dallas scored 17 points and won the game for Leeds, uh, which I think generally Leeds are a fit team. That you know they they must be one of the fittest in the league. So I think City sort of underestimated them when they went down to 10 men and thought, right, we're just going to pick them off now. But I think they underestimated their fitness. Um, what did you think? That Yeah, when you mentioned fitness, is there a, um, I think there was a phrase that they use for the way he he trains he trains the Leeds guys. I think it's, it's something like uh, death ball, something, basically, death ball. yeah, in terms of the training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a surprise that they continue to push through games. Like, I was a bit frustrated with Dallas because again last week he scored he um he didn't score he had two shots that dragged wide and then this week he has two shots and scores against the against the arguably the league, champions yeah. aren't they so I mean it is a bit frustrating for as an owner of Dallas but again it, it's one of those you take the risk you never with Leeds they are they are scoring against the bigger teams and it's it's a game where it puts you. For the next game, it's like do you, if you own Leeds players, do you do you bench them again or do you do you take exactly. that risk? Yeah, it, it does throw a spanner in the works. Yeah, um, so yeah, let's move on from Leeds um, to Liverpool versus Villa. So I, I said three one, and you said three 0 It was two one, so we got the result right. We just didn't get the score uh, right. So Yota started that, and Mane didn't. Um, to be honest, I I, I personally think Salah missed. A, a couple of good chances. I know he, I know he scored, um, but he did miss chances that I thought could. If is he low on confidence still? Um, Trent looked dangerous all game for me. Um, crosses, he was close with a free kick, um, and then out of nowhere, McGinn assisted Watkins um, again, being a seller of Watkins for the past two weeks, and he scored it both weeks. That was a bit of a kick in the teeth, and so the equaliser came one-one. It was another VAR call controversial um, and then that was chalked off and then Robertson assisted Salah so it's a really slow ending actually um, at one point I didn't think anyone was going to win the game but Liverpool looked they looked better they just didn't look massively convincing and I know Villa are quite hard to break down um, but at, right at the end of the game um, Trent scored the winner and I mean it, it, it what a goal that was um, especially because I brought him in um, a few days before that goal, so that was pretty epic. Um, so, 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 yeah, I had a, I had a good, good game in terms of 
assets and okay in terms of predictions. Yota was disappointed, um, missed. I want to say I was going to say missed, but Mane just didn't pass to him. Um, but I can't moan. So so yeah, what what's your views on that? I mean, on the Mane incident, I mean, if any striker, I think if you're one on one. I mean, especially Mane and Salah, they're very greedy, aren't they? So I'm not surprised he didn't, yeah. he didn't square it. And I, I, as I owned Mane that week, the the shot was, I thought it was a pathetic shot. I mean, it, I don't know what, normally you'd expect him to finish those, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the game, I think, yeah, Villa, of course, is still missing Grealish and you can see that. But then again, they hit the post. Trezeguet, was it Trezeguet that hit the post? And I think... So they are looking like sometimes they can, they despite some of the the missing Grealish that they can break down teams. It's just, yeah, I think Liverpool were because of the attacking threat on both wings with Robertson and Trent. Again, I thought I was Roberts Robertson getting the assist. I mean, I know it's a shot, but they are looking like even if they not they want they're not of course as secure defensively as they were with Van Dijk and and they've got a few players oh, yeah. in the, in the centre backs that are different. But in terms of Going forward, they are starting to look a bit more like the earlier Liverpool in we saw in the start of the season. So yeah, I think um, Liverpool definitely. If you haven't got any assets for, for Liverpool players, it's definitely some. It'd be a surprise if you haven't. But if you if you haven't, then definitely look at some players, some of the players like Yossa, like Salah, and even some of the more expensive defenders that we of course know. Yeah, like Trent and uh, and and also Robertson. So I think people started the season with those actually Robertson and Trent. I haven't got rid yeah. of Robertson, but <laughs> I feel like I I've owned him so long now. I thought, you know, what's the point? I, I mean, <laughs> I kept hold of him, and then I was going to transfer him out, and then Liverpool started playing a bit better, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep him now for the season. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, if the message from that is basically, if you haven't got Liverpool players, you need to start um, picking some up. Um, so Chelsea next. Um, so this was a good game for us. Um, apart from the clean sheet uh, wipeout. So I went 2-0, you went 2-1, Max. You, you sort of knew they were going to score, I think. Um, so you were closer, I'd say. Uh, Alonso and Werner didn't start. Alonso not starting pretty much shook the Twitter community. Um, and it, to be honest, it was surprising to me. Um, and with Chilwell starting the Champions League tonight, it's now um, pretty obvious that Tuchel prefers Chilwell and that he... He knows that Chilwell is a better player. Um, and that's something that Lampard learned. So so Alonso not starting from here on out, I wouldn't be surprised at. Um, I also wouldn't buy into Chilwell or Alonso in terms of assets. They're, 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 they're so rotational now at this point. Werner didn't start. Um, Mount, Rudiger and Havertz started, which was what I've been sort of moaning about. So, so for me, if if... You should be starting Rudiger Havertz and Mount every single game until the end of the season. So, I mean, even if that means managing their minutes, they have that they are our three best players, it, most informed players, and that's not sort of forgetting about Mendy, you know, because we're not exactly going to get Kappa playing games. So, so, so yeah. So Havertz, the Havertz goal from Callum Hudson Odoi. So Cho assisted the Havertz goal. Um, Pulisic then scored um, from a Havertz assist. And Mount assisted Zuma. Um, Benteke scored to take away the clean sheet. And then Pulisic scored a brace. So my takeaway from that game is, obviously, it's a great result for Chelsea. 
on that it's great that Tuchel is now taking um, the games a bit more seriously and not underestimating the, the weaker side. Um, other than that, is that we need to keep an eye on assets like Havertz and Pulisic now. So Havertz started his, his, is in the is in the lineup for the Champions League game tonight, and that's rightly so. But also Pulisic starts tonight. Now it's hard to predict whether these players are going to be constantly playing because Tuchel's obviously looked at Havertz and Pulisic. But God, they had a really really good game last game. Um, shall I play them tonight? So it's so it is it is tough. I wouldn't buy into them just yet because I don't know which way they're going to go in terms of what games they're going to play. Um, so so I'm going to end my point on Chelsea there because I do go off um, quite a lot about Chelsea. So I'll let you cover this one, uh, Max. But for me, um, Mount still Mount and Rudiger still the best two um, assets for Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, as a, an opponent, as a kind of a rival club being Arsenal, I mean, it's promising for Chelsea fans because the midfield depth you've got, I mean, you, and you've still got players like Ziyech and Hudson Odoi, and you, you've got the midfield depth is quite is mad, and the fact that sometimes you're you're not even starting Kante, who's who's a World yeah. Cup winner, <laughs> mm, exactly. But it is it, but it is of course shows that. That squad depth is is important, but from an FPL perspective, it does make you think. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to have this player because sometimes he might get rotated. Of course, like you mentioned, players like Mount, players like Havertz and Rudiger, they're gonna, they're gonna, they should start, and they because they're they're kind of the informed players. But in terms of looking at the game, I think, yeah, I mean, I I thought Chelsea were gonna concede just because the way Villa looked, uh, not Villa Palace looked the game before, but again, I didn't. Yeah. Four goals again. Pulisic, he looks he looks a good player. He's starting. He looks like he's overcome this that little hamstring problem <laughs> that he yeah, got yeah. out at half time and stopped running when he hit the cone. But I mean, if you keep players like him fit, I think and and all of course the other players you've got in the midfield because I think that is key. Because um, with Havertz, I still feel he's more of a midfielder rather than like a the sort of centre forward false nine. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, if you if you proceed, if you progress further to, tonight in the Champions League, will we see more rotation? Maybe, but yeah, it's one to watch from an FPL perspective. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, assets highlighted there really are Mount. He's he's still a a, a nailed attacker for me, um, and also have it some political worth looking at. Um, so, Burnley and Newcastle. Um, I don't think we'll take too long on this one. So, my prediction was one one. Um, you also went one one, and it was two one Newcastle. Um, my main concern was Pope not starting. That was quite a surprising injury, um, especially as he lined up in my FPL team. Um, but a tweet from Ben Dunry, uh, injury analyst, um, give him a follow on Twitter if you need to, to keep updated with injury information. Um, so yeah, it, it was a mini shoulder injury um, apparently. So he's he's due back soon. Um, Saint Maximum. Probably the um, biggest standout from that game. He was great, wasn't he? What did you think? Yeah, Saint Maximin. He changed changes the game. I mean, his his running ability, his running, his pace, and his, and his dribbling ability rather is is so tricky for defenders. And I think he, of course, he changed the game. He got the goal and got the assist. And with Callum Wilson coming back as well, I think it, you would expect if they keep both of them fit and both of them start. I mean. I'd be very surprised if Newcastle get relegated. 
Yeah, exactly. And they, I think they've got the quality over Fulham, to be honest. They just need to uh, stay fit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Leicester and West Ham on this, for me, um, was the game of the week. And, it, and to be honest, that's the way it planned out. So, so the, it, it, so the rumour was that there was no Madison in the squad. And apparently there was some sort of incident or a massive party uh, within the team in the week. So, he got dropped. Um, I was looking at him as a potential uh, buy-in. Actually, I still am. I think he'll be back next week. Um, it started with a Lingard half volley, um, so that was quite, quite, quite a goal. Um, and obviously, I own Lingard, so that was a massive moment for me in in terms of FPL. Um, and then he, he scored again to make it two 0 So at this point, it's like dreamland, you know, as an owner. So that's that's a brace from Lingard. Uh, so uh, Suchak uh, assisted Bowen to make it free, who is now taking a, a forward position um, in terms of replacing Antonio. Now, another, he, he could be a key asset going forward. If he's playing in that upper role as a midfielder, um, he will he will score goals. It's as simple as that. Um, but if you already own Lingard, then how far into West Ham do you want to go? Um, Cresswell got injured before the 60th. Uh, which was a kick in the teeth, but then obviously this is where Leicester turned the game around and Ian Acho scored um, to make it 3-1. Um, again, another FPL um, asset I own and a fantastic game actually in terms of returns because he scored again. So I had Lingard who scored a brace and Ian Acho who scored a brace. So so yeah, that was a... Don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean, that was a massive game for me. Um, and it was massive because uh, Ian Acho was a transfer in. Um, so so yeah, it was it was a, it was a good game. So what are your um, any takeaways from that from that game? Max? I mean, it's uh, the third, was it the third game in a row where West Ham have gone three 0 up. I mean, it's they start Crazy. games well, but I mean they look like towards the end of the game. I thought um, I thought Leicester are gonna yeah they're gonna bang a goal another goal in just to just to kind of to get that get um get them points but again i think it shows how much leicester relied upon kind of players like madison barnes and justin because with all them free out it isn't having a massive impact and of course yeah. justin and uh, barnes aren't going to return but madison i mean I, I i brought in madison of course the one player i brought in he ends up having a party in <laughs> whatever yeah. happened I'm, I'm frustrated but but yeah i mean west ham looking good and starting solid i think moyes will only only be um, worrying about how they finish games, but I mean it's quite incredible that he's got them to the to the top four. And if they keep going like they are, it doesn't look like they're gonna they're gonna go anywhere. They're gonna, they're gonna stay in the top top six for sure. So even if they don't get a kind of a, a, a Champions League spot, they're gonna get a Europe either way. So yeah, brilliant from West Ham. Um, yeah. Again, it's who do you take out Creswell if you've got him? Um, if he's injured for three weeks, it depends how what your cover is on the bench. Um, but again, it's a dilemmas that happen when, you, when you've got injuries. Yeah, so the rumour is that Cresswell's out for three weeks. Now, for me, um, there there are options out there and options we've already discussed, like Sice and Semedo from Wolves. They're, they would be two players I'd already be looking at. But now we're focused on the Leicester game. Um, I, can't, I feel like options like Fafana on on aren't that bad um to cover so so looking at replacements you've got for Fano and a couple of walls assets but also in terms of if you haven't brought Ian Acho in 
is 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 he a no-brainer um, for the fixtures ahead, considering they play West Brom at home, Crystal Palace at home and Southampton away? It's definitely tempting. I mean, I own Bamford at the moment and I know he's he got the assist last game and his points record is, is kind of per million is, is amazing. But they've got some, they're saying that they've got tricky fixtures and then they just beat City 2-1. So I'm kind of contradicting myself. But I think for his price and like you say, with the fixtures coming up, I think Ian Acho is a great pick. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ian Acho. Um, Man United versus Spurs. Uh, it was 3-1. I said 2-1. And I nearly got that right. And then Maxi said 2-2. So, Son scored an early goal from a Lucas assist, who you transferred out. Um, sorry, I had that written down, man. I had to. Uh, should have probably added that. Um, so, so yeah, 1-1, Fred equaliser. Um, after that, United looked on top, to be honest. They looked far better and sort of Spurs caved in on themselves. Uh, they weren't really um, doing much, to be, to be honest, to, to try and get out the pitch. And United's press was so good. Um, so, so in terms of um, United and and they, they look great, but in terms of Bruno, which we'll cover a bit later on, he's not looking fantastic at all. He's, well, he's not even looking good at the moment. So it's two attacking two attacking um, returns in the past six games. So, so yeah, uh, what did you think of the game? I think in terms of. <laughs> Son looks like he's back. He's, he's he's kind of back to his himself. But again, United look—they're really looking like a team that they're, they're not they're not going anywhere. And I think if you look at maybe I I'm, maybe this is a bit of a um a rash call, but if City keep maybe rotating, is it is it possible for United to come back? I mean, <laughs> I know they've got a game in Ooh. hand. They win that, they're eight, they're eight points off. But you know what the Premier League's like—it only takes like a couple of mishaps and suddenly they're only three three points away and then but I mean yeah United look good again defensively and they they seem to turn games Pogba again I mean towards the end he was he was having a big impact in the game again Kane he was he was yeah Kane is kind of one of those players he he, he kind of blanked in that game but you can't relax Spurs need to be able to it's a team performance. It's a team game. You can't just rely on one player every week to kind of pull you through. I mean, Son scored okay, but you need it's a team performance. And if you've got, it's all right if you can score goals, but if you can't defend properly, then you, you're never going to win games. And that's surprising from from a Spurs point of view because one, they've got Jose as the manager, and again after, and he's normally notoriously quite solid defensively. And then after the games, he's he's this massive thing about with uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer about Son and. I understand that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a bit um, hypocritical considering he has Fernandes in his team. And But either way, the fact that Jose is having to go, he's making big things about this now, like it shows that he's, he's a bit rattled as a manager. And I think he is. Yeah, it's showing in the in the, in the the performances of some of his players. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. He, he is rattled and I think it's um, it's because his job's at risk. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm going to let you cover Arsenal entirely. I just want to point to the fact that um, it was 3-0. Um, I went 2-1 and you went 2-0. So, so Sheffield United didn't score. Um, I, it just a couple of things. Saka started in defence. Smith-Rowe was out and Aubameyang had the flu. Is that right? So, what? yeah, just just let, what, what were your thoughts? Well, Aubameyang allegedly had the flu, but I reckon he got, I reckon he got dropped, but I don't know. <laughs> Two, we'll have to... <laughs> 
um, just to go with what they said. But yeah, I mean, the formation was a tricky one to me for me to figure out because looking at the game, it looked like we were playing from just looking at the first the team on paper, like four kind of four uh, the normal formation. But I think at some points in the game, it looked like we were playing like a three two four one, even if that even is a formation because we were having three at the back and then. Exacker and um, Partey were sitting just in front of them, and then we had like a, a four in midfield with kind of um, with Saka, Saka and Martinelli, and then but and then of course Lacazette up top, and then um, Pepe. But I think we we played a lot better again. We're playing against Sheffield United, who they're arguably gone down to be perfectly honest, and they looked kind of disheartened the way they were playing. But we can't take that away from how well we played. I thought we we improved from the previous match. The first goal was much more the old Arsenal that I'm used to, that I'm used to <laughs> seeing yeah, the yeah. way that the link up play, the pass and move. Um, I thought Danny Cabas had a good game. Um, he, he was, it was all over the place. And I think that kind of maybe that free while we kind of got given in that weird formation I mentioned may help, helped us with in terms of um, controlling it because I don't think Sheffield United sometimes knew who to mark because it was, play it was it's a weird formation when I was watching it but either way we're improved and I think we can't take too much from the game but it's a win it's a clean sheet and we're still in in a really poor position in the league but again at least we're in the we're still in the Europa just so yeah exactly I think positive yeah so we move on to West Brom and Southampton. So we both thought this was a draw. It actually finished uh, finished three nil West Brom. Um, so Southampton were 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 awful at the back. They were really really bad, and that's interesting because they play Tottenham next in the double game week. And obviously, um, assets like Kane and so on, that you've got to be looking at that defence and thinking this is this is great stuff. And obviously they blank in 33 Southampton, but they then have to play uh, Leicester. And again, if you're holding Ian Acho and assets like Madison, again, you're thinking, great, you know, great stuff. So, I mean, views on the game? I think I predicted, I just didn't think that West Brom would win 3-0. I mean, Southampton, yeah, they should have they should have scored. I mean, they had the penalty that they, that was saved. And then again, they're getting chances. But West Brom, to be fair, they they look they're looking like they've got that urgency, they've got that fight. And with Sam Allardyce, we know he's notoriously getting teams out of trouble. And okay, we got the we both got the predictions wrong, but I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to predict uh, teams playing against some of the bottom sides because that you don't know what they're they're fighting for their for their lives at, at the moment. So. Yeah, it was a difficult, difficult game to predict. And again, looking at players like Pereira, is it worth taking a punt on him? I mean, he's continually returning. Um, but West Brom have got a bit of confidence about them from what I watched from that game. So perhaps he's worth a punt. Yeah, exactly. And with teams like Leicester, Corinth, um, Villa and Wolves, the fences aren't great, are they? Considering Leicester have just let in free. So, so yeah, I think you're right. Pereira could be a shout. It could be a great differential if you're looking to climb, um, especially if you're, I mean, quite you know quite far down the the overall rankings. So so he is one to think about. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say to get him in, but I just watch him. I just keep an eye on him. 
Um, so, yeah, the last game uh, was Brighton and Everton. We both predicted a draw um, on that one. No, sorry, I predicted 1-1, one, one, you predicted 2-1. So I got the right, so I got the, the the result right, sorry, just not the score. So, so yeah, the game actually started uh, without Dominic Carver-Lewin, which is a massive, massive shock to everyone. Apparently, it was only a groin injury, and they'll be back on Friday. So a lot of people actually got those Dallas points off the bench, and I wasn't one of them, so... So, yeah, I mean, going back to my point in last week's pod, saying that the Everton um, assets weren't really um, attractive anymore, I, I think that still stands. And also the fact that both teams won't win many games um, from now until the end of the season also stood. Um, any 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 points on that one, uh, Max? I think, in, yeah, I mean, Basuma, I thought for Brighton, look, he looked re- really good player in that centre. Um a while back, a lot of Arsenal fans before we got Thomas Partey were saying, "Oh, get this lad, get this lad," and I was a bit suspect of that. But he really had an impact in that game. I know they didn't win, but Everton he, made, he was kind of dominating in the middle, and they're missing Decore for sure. I know they've got Allen maybe coming back soon, but Everton don't look the the side they were at the start of the season when they were kind of they were up there. I know they're still up there, but. They're, they're definitely not... I know DCL also didn't start, so maybe that had an impact and his kind of uh, stature and pace yeah. impacts the game. But yeah, Everton don't look the side they, they've looked at like from the start of the season, for sure. No, exactly. Um, so with all that in mind, uh, it's five correct results for me this week without any actual uh, correct score predictions, but close to some, I suppose. Only three correct uh, results for you this week, Max. So it's uh, it's a 2-0 lead now. Yeah, I'm not. I feel like you, you're getting the predictions a lot closer than me as well, even if it's. <laughs> but yeah, maybe next week, Lewis. Maybe yeah. next week. Next week, next week. Um, so let's look at how we both did um, in 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 game week 31, um, points wise and rank. Um, uh, so so yeah, I'll just go through the team before I get to the points and rank. So Pope um, actually got substituted for Martinez. So Pope didn't actually start because of his shoulder injury again, mentioned before, um, he's due to return potentially. So we've got the four points from Martinez. Um, Cresswell, I didn't think I was getting any any points anyway from Cresswell, to be honest. Um, zero is what I got. So so he went off injured. Um, so so he he's someone that I need to consider, obviously, transferring out this week. Um, Trent, 11 points, really positive all game, definitely deserved a return. Um, I just didn't expect the winner at the end, but yeah, massive, massive points all for Trent, uh, which beasted me this week. Cancelo, another one point. I was lucky he even played, to be honest, because he's he's sort of one of them where he, he gets rested a lot. Um, so yeah, apart from a couple of shots and crosses, um, he didn't look amazing. He definitely didn't look his, his price tag anyway. So again, Another um, back line sort of dilemma that needs sorting out. Uh, Bruno, my captain, only four points. Again, didn't look convincing enough for me. Um, for especially for a guy over eleven million, at a point now with Bruno, where I'm thinking head to someone else. Sort of not, not pretend, not for another premium. I just think there's so many performing midfielders at the moment. Um, you know who can, who are performing better actually. Uh, Lingard again, fourteen points actually. Three weeks in a row now where I've had double digits for Lingard. Um, so he's a player that at this point, if you haven't got in, uh, you you just need to get him in. Uh, you need to get Lingard in because 
his 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 performances might not be backed by stats, but he's one of those. He looks like one of those players that can score um, whenever he fancies at the moment. Uh, so Son seven points, a goal from Son. Um, a lot of controversy controversial uh, stuff going on around him this week. Um, so Mount six points again. Another another good game for Mount actually. Um, he sort of I expect him to return every week now and. He's, he's, he's becoming quite consistent for me. Um, Yotta, just the two points transfer in this week. Really disappointing, as I said before. Kane, two points, didn't captain him again. So his ownership was against me. So, I mean, the two points didn't really affect me that much. Um, Iheanacho, massive haul, 13 points. Good transfer in, similar to Trent. Looked a bit quiet and then last to turn the game on its head. So, so yeah, a brace from Iheanacho. Sat on my bench with Bamford and then Dallas in that order. So I was, I think I was a bit too far away from getting the 17 points from Dallas that so many people, lucky, lucky people got. Um, that uh, gave me a total of 64 points. So for me, with the minus four, took me to 60 points and a massive rank rise of 94,000 places uh, from 735k to 641k. Uh, so yeah, Max, a good a, a good week for me um, in terms of yeah. Running. I mean, the fact that you picked the two players that they got the, the two braces as well. I mean, yeah, Ianacho and Lingard. What you say about them are definitely right. They're they're two players that do look like they're going to score every time they play, and with Mount, of yeah. course, he's consistent as well. So I mean, it's it's good it's good to have inform players in your team and not having to sort of move any about so in terms of my rank in in, in where I want to be I'm at a point now where I'm not going to throw crazy punts I'm just going to play my own game and I think my target is to try and get into the two the top 200 to 300k um so so yeah a good a good week in general um Max let's hear about your week do we have to talk about it do we have to <laughs> I mean like you say FPL is about you picking players that are in form and I think what I did this week was I, I had a bad week last week and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take some risks and I'm going to be try and pick some players that I know a lot of people won't have. But I'm going to go for, I'll go for my team. So Meslia in goal, he got me a couple of save points. As I mentioned before, I don't have a substitute goalkeeper that plays, which is kind of frustrating. But to be fair, he got me four points and he's always getting me these save points. So even when I don't get a clean sheet or the odd 11 he gets, he seems to be getting me, well, as you'll see, as you'll see right now, he got me more points than some of my players. <laughs> um, Robertson, yeah. so my, my defender, he got me assist, um, which I'm happy with. Cancelo, again, at one point. It's frustrating because I feel like some of these City players, if the, okay, he, he's got that rotation risk, but also... If they're not that solid defence, I know they're normally solid defensively. Perhaps it's because they didn't have Diaz, that, but either way, yeah. Diaz rather. But either way, I'm frustrated with that one point. Rudiger two points again, frustrating um, because I I brought him in and I think yeah, one week he didn't play and and this week he's uh, <laughs> he's got two points. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's annoying. And then Gundogan, I didn't want him to. But to be honest, I didn't want him to come on. And he ended up coming on and he got me one point. Mane, which was my kind of big 
transfer of the week because I took Huge. him and I captained him as well. And I think, and when everyone was saying at the end of the game, oh, you should have squared it to Jossa, I think, oh, I think I was one of the only people that thought, no, he shouldn't have squared it. He should have <laughs> won the goal. He should have put that away. He's one on one with a keeper. What is he doing? Why is he? It was it was an awful. Uh, yeah, I was frustrated with that, and I, it was the last kick of the game virtually as well. So I was mm, I was yeah. clinging on for that goal, but yeah, that was a real error, and I think that really cost me this week because one, yeah, he got the two points and he didn't even start, and I captained him as well. So yeah, moving on swiftly, Saka three points off injured. Yeah, another frustrating one. He didn't oh. impact the game too much. I mean, he came off with a fine injury, but. To be honest, I think it'd be fine for Thursday. If not, it'd be fine for the weekend. But yeah, I think it was only kind of a lot of it. He's just coming back and he's had a lot of games. Uh, next player, Rashford. Two points. Yeah, he didn't do anything. So as you can see, my whole midfield is pretty much it's pretty much blanked. Well, they yeah. have the whole midfield. Is it? So I, I really lost out there. And when, obviously, the Lingard couple of goals and that's, that's costing me big. And then I go on to Watkins. So Watkins got me a goal, which I appreciate you saying, uh, Lewis. You you were saying to me earlier before the game week, oh, don't just play Watkins, and then <laughs> I played him, and he got me yeah, a goal. Yeah, yeah. I think he was like yeah. my highest point scorer that. Yeah, he was. He was my highest point scorer that week. And then I had Kane. Sorry, just just before before we move on, I remember that conversation, and it was between Bamford and Bamford actually got the assist. I remember thinking, oh, Max is going to hate me for this. So, so I'm quite happy about that Watkins goal, although it did punish me a little bit rank-wise. I was a bit like, oh, God, no. Well, Bamford, come on. I forgot to mention, I, I missed a player out. Bamford came on because, for my team anyway, because Madison, I mean, I'm picking players. If they don't come off injured, they're now having parties in COVID and <laughs> yeah, they're either yeah. injured or they're, are they, they're having private parties behind closed doors and not getting picked for the game. I mean, I don't know what the reason will be next week why one of my players isn't going to be playing, but... Yeah, so Bamford ended up coming in for me for the four points because, yeah, like you say, he got the assist. And then Kane, Kane had up top as well. So that, for me, was, a, as you can see, I've had a lot of players that have I've not done a lot. And overall, I've got 33 points. And I took a minus four, actually. So that might have been overall 29 points, which is, I believe, is my lowest score this season in terms of points. I think normally, I mean, when, you, when you're when you picking a team, you need to have an average week, which say, I don't know, is, is, is 50 points, for example. You need you need a few, a, you need three players to do something. And I, I only had, all I had was Watkins and the two assists from uh, Robertson and, and Bamford. So yeah, this week was kind of a, and of course I had Dallas on my bench that got 17 points. So Dallas on, on his own got over half of my overall points and that was on the bench. So when people were saying about DCL not coming on, uh, DCL not coming on, so Dallas was coming in, I was just, <laughs> I was frustrated to say the yeah. least. Um, so yeah, in terms of overall rank, that pushed me down again, which was frustrating because these last couple of weeks I've gone, I've gone down a bit. So I've gone down to 1.1 million now, which is frustrating for me because I think I, I'm, I think the, what I'm doing a little bit wrong in kind of, as I say, making some errors like men, many of the people in the FPL community do is is playing a bit too risky. I mean, it's, it's okay to take risks, but as long as you've got them key, the, odd, the couple of them kind of marquee players, and I think I've shipped them out, whereas in, re, in reality, I need to keep a... I've got Kane in there still. I'm not saying I haven't got... I've got a lot of bloody 
bloody idiots in my team but i mean yeah 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 i need to be i need to make sure that especially towards the at this end of the season that close of the season that I, I don't completely go too risky and then completely mess up my whole overall kind of Premier League performance for the FPL yeah so what I want to do I want to just move on uh, Max if that's okay so we're going to um, did you want to add anything to that Max before I move on no we can move swiftly on with um, after my point score <laughs> I thought so. So I just want to skip uh, our predictions for this week. So we're going to include the predictions on our blog um, going into this week, which is with Dream Team Tonic, which we'll publish out on on, on Friday with the new game week. Um, so skipping those predictions um, is also partly because of our pod. We sort of need to rearrange our podcast for next next week, which will again we'll post out on Twitter. Um, because of the heavy amount of games, um, I think there's a, 11 games in a row uh, in the next game week leading into the, the following one. So, so yeah, we're going to um, include a bit more stuff in our blog um, over the next week or so. Um, so so it's, let's just look at next week's team. So let's, let's, let's just focus on that. Um, so no early transfers this week because financially um, I'm a lot more flexible. Um, so there's no there's no really need to rush into them, although my transfers were were, were pretty great last week and they worked um, apart from Yotta, obviously. So my sort of thoughts, however, are focused on my back line. So currently I've got Pope injured, Tierney injured, Cresswell injured and, K- and Cancelo probably due a rotation risk, a due a rotation. So I've only got Dallas and Trent definitely starting. So combine my defensive problems with the fact that I've been looking at um, a third Spurs asset. Um, now that player is Reguilon. Um, for me, long long term. Um, so with Ben Davis being injured, Reguilon probably certain to play both games in the double game week at 5.5 million. He's great going forward. He's, he's, he's just someone that I want. And I know Spurs aren't exactly uh, fantastic at, at the back at the moment, but I mean, he's got so much potential going forward. And when you look at the teams that they're playing, so they're playing Everton and they're playing Southampton. Um, for me, Everton are easily got out. They're not a tough team defensively. And for me, Southampton are probably one of the worst defensively in the league at the moment. So, I mean, that would that that so that would be that's the sort of transfer plan I'm looking at. So I'm looking at Regulon and I'm looking at Cresswell to Regulon. Now that's only because Tierney wouldn't give me the money to make the straight swap for Reguilon. So, so, so many wise, that's, that's why that is the way it is. So I've also been looking at a hit. Now, if just to remind you, Cancelo will probably miss the next game. I, I think he's going to miss the next game. Um, Cresswell could go for Reguilon and Tierney is injured. And as much as it pains me to say this, um, and this will probably go against, few people um, but Dallas I, I think they benched him again <laughs> uh, that didn't work out quite so well last time so so yeah if I do bench him then that means I need another defender in so defenders um, I'm looking at are potentially Semedo, Sice or Grafana from Leicester so there's the, my three key targets if I was to um, replay to make a minus uh, four point hit which, to be honest, the point hits, are, are, you know, they're working long term at the moment. So let's just go through my team. Um, Martinez will play this over over Pope, I think. I think United are uh, really going to um, 
have a Burnley, especially with the way they play. City, they will, they will win for me, but Villa will probably sort of camp in their own half, and they'll be quite hard to break down. And I see Martinez getting lots of save points. So, so for me, Martinez starts. Regulon, um, a, a very uh, likely transfer in against Everton and Southampton again. I've plenty of space on the wings. Um, with the small chance of a clean sheet, but the double game week and good fixtures long term, because again, you know, Spurs have great, yes, Spurs blank in 33, but after that they play Sheffield United, Leeds, Wolves, Aston Villa and Leicester for the remainder of the season. So for me, Regulon is, is he, he has to come in this week. Trent plays, uh, no doubt in my mind um, that he, he, he doesn't play. Cancelo. Again, someone you know that, that 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 could potentially go over the next couple of weeks, but he is starting as it stands. Bruno isn't in great form; he's on thin ice actually. Um, it's lucky he's playing Burnley, and lucky I've got other fires to put out. Um, Lingard, amazing form and underestimated again, again in my blog saying that he wouldn't get anything here. Um, but yeah, just amazing. And if you haven't got Lingard at this point, then you know the question is why you know. Uh, Son, double game week, no brainer. I, I want to go into Spur, uh, double game week with triple uh, Spurs. Um, Mount plays Brighton. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get a rest because he has started the Champions League again tonight. Um, so, so I'm just hoping that he 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 plays there. Uh, Yota, I feel like he owes me from last week. Um, and against Leeds, I mean, if he if he doesn't start against Leeds, then you know, wow. Um, I'll be pretty fuming um, because the, the opportunity there is just fantastic. Kane, um, easy decision on captaincy this week. Um, high high ownership, um, probably close to 200% the first time. Um, so, I mean, not owning him is an issue, um, but not captaining him, again, also could be an issue. But, but for me, it's not about effective ownership. It's who I who I feel will get the most points. And I do think Kane um, will outscore Son. Um, so for me, yeah, Kane captain. Ian Atchew against West Brom um, is just sort of, a, it's a great fixture for him. West Brom, are, are, they're going to attack Leicester um, because they're fighting. Um, and Ian Atchew is, is pretty nailed to get some sort of attack and return there. So, so yeah, so I mean, in terms of captaincy, it's 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 quite an easy one. Um, so yeah, that uh, as it stands, Martinez starting, um, Cresswell becoming Regulon, Trent, Cancelo, Bruno, Lingard, Son, Mount, Yotta, Kane, and Ianacho. But again, um, we that that team could be joined by Saif, Semedo, or um, Fana. Um, so yeah, Max, how? What are you looking like going forward? I'm really uh, looking forward to your transfers this week. Do you know what? One, picking up on some of the things you said, um, you said about Lingard and you said, oh, how do people not have... To be honest, I don't know, how, I don't know what to, how to answer you. I haven't got Lingard. And I think the thing, the reason why I haven't, I think I'm, I look at my team and I just think, oh, what if this player, you know, he might this might be his week and... I think that's that's the and the thing is that now a lot of people are adopting him. I feel like I've missed the train already. That's my reasoning why. But anyway, I'll get into my team. So Meslia in goal yeah. as expected. Um and the the transfer I didn't tell you about Lewis that 
was for Tierney because he, he's out, you know, for five weeks. Yeah. And the player you've actually mentioned, Sice for uh, Wolves. Ooh. I felt like this season, um, when he has got forward, he, in terms of corners, he's been good in the air. And as you said, he has taken a couple of free, ki- free kicks. Um, and of course, against Sheffield United, while Wolves haven't scored many goals, if they are going to score goals, it's going to be against them. And I know he's a defender, but I, yeah, I just, I, I've gone for him and I know they've got a few good fixtures as well uh, after that. Um, Robertson. Sorry, Max, can I just say that's a, that's a really good transfer, actually. And um, I, I, I wasn't expecting, um, I wasn't expecting Sice. So, so yeah, great fixtures ahead as well. Um, so, yeah, sorry, carry on, yeah. That's right. Um, well, hopefully he gets me some points, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Um, and then I've got, it's tricky for me this week in terms of defence and who to start, because, of course, we had Dallas score 17 points the, the previous week and he was on my bench. And then we've got Kinsella, who we know has the ability to do a lot. But then again, is he going to come off the bench or is he going to start? But I'm going for the moment is uh, Robertson and I'm going for Rudiger out of the back as well. Robertson, of course, he got this this last game. And as you mentioned, Leeds have come sometimes quite open defensively. So get here, get forward down that wing like Trent and hopefully get me some, some kind of return. Um, in midfield, currently, I've got Rashford. Um, I've, uh, I've got Saka and I've got Madison now hopefully Madison um, you know he doesn't have a half party this weekend so he's he's, he's got he's, 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 uh, yeah. he's focused on the game let's say um, and then I've got I've still got Mane in my team but I'm very do you know what I'm about 85-90% sure I'm going to transfer him out for Son I know you, you mentioned it to me and I've, I've been thinking about it and, and to be honest it will cost me a minus four because I've only got one transfer, but yeah. Son will probably play the two games. And I'm just thinking about all this in the media. If I was a footballer, I know this is kind of not really FPL-like and you've got to look at stats and not these kind of random thoughts you have. But if I was yeah. a football player and I and I was being heavily criticised after the game, and especially what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said about not feeding his son, which is ridiculous. But and either way, yeah. and Mourinho is going to be into him. I mean, just really show that. So I've just, I think Son might be a good pick for me. For the, I haven't got him on my team. So, and I might, and to, as as you know, I have still got the triple captain card, and I'm I'm very, I feel oh. like after this. After the last couple of weeks, I feel like I'm very close to bringing in Son and triple captain him, but I'm I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, sorry to. I mean, if you've got that chip left, surely you are looking at. Um, I will probably play it for either Kane or Son. I've got Kane. Yeah, Kane will start up top, but I mean, just because they've got two fixtures, and either way, I don't think there's going to be another two a game week where it doesn't look like it, where a team's going to have two games. Um, and Everton and Southampton haven't been the best of teams looking at how they I mean Southampton just lost 3-0 and Everton were unlucky not to lose against Brighton so yeah, yeah. up top so that was that was uh, Madison, Saka, Rashford Gundogan and Mane potentially out for Son and then up top of course Kane I'm, I've, at the moment I think I'm going to probably start um, Bamford um, I know we said earlier about our oh, he's, he's um he hasn't he's been brought off a couple of times and he got this this last game and I know Watkins scored last game but do I think Watkins will score against City 
I don't, it's probably I don't, not. I don't, no. I don't think so. I think Guardiola is now going to start. Like I mentioned earlier, I know it's. I know United is still far off, and to say they've got a chance is quite um, is probably being a bit overly optimistic. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't think he will score. Well, I hope he doesn't score because if I bench him and he scores, I'm going to be very frustrated. <laughs> but yeah, so at the moment, Dallas, Cancelo, Bamford on the bench, um, and that's my starting eleven. Right, so so you seem pretty sad this week. Um, that your sort of section there um, answers pretty much answers a Twitter question that we've had in um, who who still has the triple captain chip. My opinion of that on on that is it's the best time um, to use it. In in fact, it would be on Kane already if I still had that chip left now. Not many double game weeks left. Um, yes, there's some great single fixtures. Um, along the way um, but for me Kane um, Kane and Son both great options for the triple captain so so but to answer the question yes Kane Kane should definitely have the triple captain on him this week um, what are your views on that um, Max I know you've got it and, and you've already said you might do it I mean it's sort yeah, of it like interesting the question passion. came up because I was I was thinking I was considering it looking at of course they've got two games and after after they've lost the way and also the kind of the media and really making a thing about the loss and Jose Mourinho coming out and how he's oh, won all these trophies, blah, blah, blah. And it does make you think that he's going to be, especially after a loss, he's going to fire up his team. But so, yeah, I mean, on that basis and purely on the basis that they've got two fixtures, I mean, that means that if they play, they've got four points for just playing. Whereas in another game, they might only get two points for playing. And if they don't do anything, even if they get an assist, that's what, three yeah. points, five points. So I think it makes sense to triple captain. And I probably, I probably will as well. Yeah. So, so that's that question um, answered. The next one is, is Bruno essential? Um, and that was from FPL Ream. Um, for me, Bruno's had two attacking returns in his last six game weeks. Um, so, I mean, look past effective ownership and think to yourself, is 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 that good enough? Is is that good enough for over eleven million pound player to get two attacking returns in six game weeks? And if the answer is no, then I think your next question has got to be: Is there someone currently performing better week in week out at the moment? And, and, and if so, if so, do it. You know, I don't think he, I don't think Bruno is essential. Um, it's it sort of it, it's always about what other options are is there out there um, so so again from from what i've seen as an owner in a football fan it feels like he's scraping points he's not convincing at all and obviously his ownership is is so massive that when he does score it you know it feels like you're falling into a black hole but but yeah i mean if i didn't personally if i didn't have an injury ridden back line to sort of, he he would potentially be on the chopping block but my advice would be to hold on to Bruno um, while he plays Burnley Elite. Um, they both play very attacking football and leave a lot of space behind. And we've seen that um, from them, especially in the latter part of, of the season, especially with Burnley, actually. Um, so for me, no, Bruno isn't essential. Um, however, for the next two game weeks, I would definitely um, hold on to him. Um, and then maybe after that, if he, if, he, if he has a bad couple of games against two... Um, opponents like Burnley and Leeds, uh, he plays Liverpool and then Villa and then Leicester. So, 
So, so yeah, just hold on, I'd say, for now. What do you think, Max? I mean, he's got the most points in FPL at the moment, I believe. I know you said in the last six games he's um he's got two attacking returns, so yeah. he's not as uh, prolific as he's been at the start of the season. And like players like Lingard that are doing at the moment, maybe you wouldn't. It, to be honest, if you already have him, I would not transfer him out at all. And I think he could, he, he probably will do something against um against Leeds and Burnley. I w- so I wouldn't transfer him out. Would I transfer him in? Probably not. I probably wouldn't transfer him in based on similar arguments to you, Lewis, there's other players that are probably earning more points and yeah. will gain, give you more in terms of rank gains than uh, Bruno. But definitely, if you've already got him, keep him. So uh, the final final question is, um, it was a new a, a newcomer into the FPL community. So the question was, three top tips um, in starting FPL. Mine would be to join the tw- Twitter community um, get involved, speak to people. It's, it, it makes it fun. It, it, it sort of does lighten the mood a little bit. The second one would be watch football. Um, a lot of the assets that I've picked up personally, like Madison um, and, and, a, and a few others, that, that has been from iTast. Madison has looked fantastic and I actually bought him before his big, his, before him and Barnes became a sort of popular asset I had him and, and I think you did as well Max because we used to talk about Madison a lot so so from from watching football you can make major rank games rank gains uh, my final point would be listen to some podcasts um, they're really helpful um, they don't push you into any decisions it's light-hearted um, like ours i mean they're really informative a lot of podcasts i personally listen to are are really really um helpful they touch upon a lot so so for me yeah joining the twitter community watching football is key um listening to some podcasts what yours um well firstly i think don't try and be too clever like me Sometimes you, you, you can think of, oh, do you know what, I'm, like I did earlier when we mentioned our kind of mistakes um, in, a, in the first podcast where I chose a, did a free hit, I think it was week three, and trying to get ahead in inverted commas because I got two good first um, game week points. Just when, you, when you're seeing players, don't, don't try and be too clever and think, oh, yeah, he might score. Look, look at players that are, are doing well. I know it sounds, sounds stupid, but... If there's a player that's doing well, get get him in. Don't think, oh, other people might have him. Because this season, for example, I brought in DCL too late. I brought in probably Kane a bit too late. If there's players on form early on and you think, you know what, he's probably, shall I wait another week, couple of weeks? Or just as soon as you feel like there's a player that's doing well, don't be afraid about the fact that other people are getting him because they're going to be earning points for them. So bring him in. That's that's the first um the first point. Um, second point is, is like you mentioned, in terms of joining the uh, Twitter community, but also play your play your own game. I mean, it's all about ha- having fun at the end of the day. And it, and if you've got if you've um, if you go, of course you want to pick the players that are scoring points, but you've got to have a bit of fun with it as well sometimes. And and there's no yeah. point if you see someone in your mini league and you just end up copying exactly the same team where every week a player scores points, but it doesn't really matter because your other teammates, you know, has got him. Um, so yeah, just have, have yeah. fun with it. And also the last one is, it's kind of different points in terms of 
uh, style to yours, but just be positive about it because I know a lot of people kind of, you have a couple of bad game weeks and or you see people keep, especially on the Twitter community, you've got to remember a lot of people on Twitter, of course, follow FPL and follow all the games and are looking at players. And so in, as a result of that, they're normally going to have a reasonable rank because they're, they're paying attention to it. Be, so you can't be too disheartened when every time you go on Twitter and you see oh, all these other people doing really well and then suddenly think, oh, do you know what? I've had enough of this. So every time I pick my players are doing bad. You're going to have bad weeks and good weeks and you can prepare as well as you want. You can pick players that you think are going to do well. But a lot of it, as much as people deny, that there's always going to be an element of, of luck. And it's like betting on football matches. You never know what the final outcome is going to be. And like we mentioned earlier, we picked that we tried to predict the game result, um, the game week results, and we got near enough. All of we only got was it three this week, right? Each, yeah. Either yeah. way, it's low. So yeah, in general, just be just be positive, and you can't always always get them right. You just got to plan well, and that's all you can do. So 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 yeah, they're 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 minor Max's free uh, tips for for being a a newbie to to FPL. Um, Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's move into next week's round of pick three. So again, just to remind people um, who've never played, it's simple. You pick three players who you think will accumulate the most points in the game week. Uh, wait for my post on my personal Twitter page um, on on the Thursday night this week. Uh, comment your three players. The winner gets a shout out on Twitter um, and a shout out on next week's pod. So firstly, um, my I'm doing terrible by the way, at my own game. So so my selections are for this week. Kane, easy, double game week. Reguilon, again, easy, double game week. Um, and I've added Yotta to that list. Um, what are yours, Max? Do you know what? I feel like I'm going to change it because I had three of my... I'm, no, I'm going to stick with my original. Kane, Madison and Bruno. So, yeah. yeah. Again, okay, yeah. similar to you in terms of Kane because he's playing two games. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go in, you if you're going into pick three this week, it's sort of if you haven't got Kane, it's like you know, it's like a case of you, you know, why you know, but um, but yeah, let's let's move on to your part of the podcast, uh, Max, where you discuss your dodgy differential and differential for the week ahead. Yeah, so as I, for those who are here for the first time, dodgy differential is is uh, a player that I feel is a little bit overrated. Um, as it's as it's in the name, a bit dodgy, a bit risky, low ownership, but has the potential to do well, but is a bit risky. Um, so this week I've gone for Adams for Southampton. It is I found it incredibly difficult to pick this week. Um, I've gone. He's he's five point one percent ownership. I mean, the last couple of games he hasn't. Um, I don't believe don't believe he's started. He's missed some chances. And I just feel like, and Southampton's form is a bit sketchy at the moment. Yeah. So previously, I know a lot of people adopted, uh, brought him in because he had like a, I think he had a three or two game run where he scored a couple of goals. But yeah, he's the dodgy, dodgy uh, differential for this week, and uh, a risky one because, like I said earlier, we don't know if this guy's going to have a house party again this weekend. But Madison, five point four percent ownership. What I will mention is that he's that low ownership prior to him getting injured. I think in the five games before that, he got three assists and two goals. So if he can return, I know he played the 18 minutes against City, but I don't really count that. 
if he if he returns a starting lineup against West Brom, I think he can do something. So yeah, he's my differential for this week. Okie doke. So so that's our pick three selections and Max, your dodgy differential and differential for the week ahead. Um so yeah, again, this is episode three. Um we've we've really enjoyed it, me and Max, and we just hope all you guys are are, are liking it. Obviously, um if you can sort of inbox me and Max to give us your feedback, that would be great. But but yeah, so thanks again, Max. Thanks for joining me again. Um Let's uh, let's let's ha- both have a really good week this week, and not just me. Yeah, this all p- points all round. Share them out this week, Lewis. Yeah. So good luck with that, Max, and I'll see you later, mate. See you later. Bye.